our listeners and viewers. This is the third episode of Mobux Podcast. First of all, I want to thank you. Thank our audience for the previous, because previous episode was received even better than we expected. Thank you for all your likes, subscriptions and to our YouTube channel and podcast platforms. If you haven't subscribed yet, this is a nice chance to do so. So hit the button to receive the new content first. So let's move to today's topic. We got a very interesting topic today. It's not yet well covered in the media. This is why we're all here and decided to deliver everything you need to know. The topic is huge. In fact, it's a whole continent of Africa. So if you're interested in rapidly developing market of this continent, marketing trends, or you're looking for partners, this is the place to be. You're on the right spot. So this was a short introduction. Now let's move to our guest today. Uh, the first guest is uh, the man who's supposed to go first because he's my boss, Yaron Tomchin. Thank you, Anton. Hi, everyone. So my name is Yaron. I'm CEO of Mobups. Mobups is a platform uh, that provides app developers a monetization and user acquisition services across uh, free products, programmatically, uh, performance, and social media. So we are happy uh, to be with you today and to speak about a very interesting market and happy to uh, have our uh, guests from uh, Adjust and KaiOS. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Yaron. Now let's move to our next guest, Matthew, VP of Business Strategy and Business Development at KIS. Matthew, thank you, thank you for joining and thank please you. introduce yourself and the company. Hi, so my name is Matthew. I'm in charge of the business for KOS in the Europe, Middle East and Africa region. Uh, I would like first to thank you for this invitation and the opportunity to talk about uh, KOS and answer questions. Uh, KOS has developed a unique solution, which is a new operating system and this operating system brings the best of both worlds for emerging market. It takes the magic of smartphone and put them into a feature phone packaging. So it's, a, it's an operating system dedicated to non-touch products, so with classic keypads, but having the beauty of application and of a store to download the key application to engage to the internet. The main benefit uh, we bring into uh, emerging market is number one, affordability. A, a feature phone based solution comes at a lower cost compared to a smartphone and consume less data. And number two, the easiness of engagement. You still have over the planet more than 3 billion people which are not yet connected. We call it the digital divide. And in Africa, you have above 300 million people which are still using voice product. And the purpose of KOS is to help these people to migrate from a voice product Veno to a product where they're more comfortable. So there's a big dimension of education, understanding, coming with the affordability argument. It's so far working quite well. We have on the platform more than 120 million users. Uh, it's been primarily driven by India, but also by a market like the US, where a lot of people are not keen to engage on smartphone and want to rely on classic feature phone, the old name StarTac. And uh, we are ramping up in Africa with partners such as Orange, Vodacom, or MTN. Thank you, Matthew. So now we're moving to our next guest, uh, Ozan Sisman, the partnership, partnership Manager at Adjust. Hello, Ozan. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Anton. Thank you for uh, having me here. It's really good to be here. So my name is Ozan. Uh, as you said, I'm the Partnership Manager at Adjust. Adjust is a mobile app attribution company which helps clients to understand which channels is best for them actually 
We have a technology that helps uh, our clients, our marketers to understand uh, what is the best acquisition channel or retargeting channel in terms of performance. Um, this is our like the one of the main product pillar, which we called measure. We also have like other product pillars called automate and protect, which we also help our clients to automate their daily life as well as protecting their budget as well. Thank you, Ozan. So as you see, we have a great lineup of guests today and we are ready to cover a whole topic. And let's move to the first question and go by one, one by one. So the smartphone adoption is expected to nearly double in the region. Nearly 300 million new subscribers are expected to access the mobile internet in the next seven years in Africa. What's your company's strategy for working with this enlarging market of new customers and partners? Yaron, your next one. Yeah, thank you, Anton. So definitely Africa is a huge opportunity for all companies, definitely for local companies that are there and for international brands that are looking to expand to new territories. There are still hundreds of millions of people that do not have access to internet. It's definitely a mobile first market um, that still the penetration of uh, mobile and smartphone is one of the lowest in the world. The internet connection in terms of 4G is only expected to be around 20, 25% only in a couple of years. So definitely uh, Africa is much, much behind and maybe we can see a similarity of where China was 10 or 15 years ago, and we can see the growth rate is enormous. And imagine yourself, that's the next China, that's uh, the region can, that can bring a lot of uh, new quality users as the growth, the growth rate is enormous. In terms of mobile strategy, so first of all, we are trying to uh, go through education, what we are doing now. We have already some experience working locally with international brands as well with, as well with rock local brands, with technology partners, with publishers, and we want to share this and educate the market and show the opportunity because some uh, companies are still not aware about it. Secondly, there is a very good opportunity on the African market as the prices of user acquisitions are still very low. And that provides a great opportunity for a brands to acquire users for brands that are looking for long-term strategy to acquire users uh, on a very low prices and to enjoy from benefits from ROI from from the revenue that will come in in couple years as the growth rate is already there and I think it's one of the markets that's growing fastest in the world uh, there are many contributors to this growth the mobile phone cost is decreased we can see what KOS are doing providing all these people with uh, affordable solution uh, that is relevant for the market. The internet connection is improved. Still a lot of uh, countries and a lot of people and regions are connected through 2G that is forgotten in most of the world, on the modern world, but uh, we can see that uh, governments are investing into infrastructure and more and more 3G and 4G connections are popping up out. So definitely mobile strategy is to educate, is to bring more international brands into this market and uh, generate more activity. Thank you, Yaron. 
Matthew, you've been in this market uh, for years now and you have some experience already, but how do you prepare for the enlarging market and enlarging uh, amount of users that are going to use internet in, in the next few years? I think that when you look at Africa, one of the uh, one of the most beautiful thing you see in Africa is the diversity. You uh, you have a distance between uh, uh, Maroc and Nigeria. You have a distance between Nigeria and Tanzania. People don't behave the same. People don't speak the same language. If you go from the urban centers, the most developed, into the rural, you go into dialect type of problematic. You have people still using. Uh, um, central person as a wallet you know with a book keeping the money for everybody so they purchase together things so there's a lot of local behavior so what we see and the way we work is is really having a balance between the global work and the local one so at global level you bring a solution right into the art of the mobile technology so you work and integrate the operating system with a chipset vendor this is a way to make it available to the to the larger scale audience so we work in our R&D is in China and we integrated with the major chipset suppliers. There's three of them on the planet in the mobile technology. So that any, anyone who wants to make a device can, can start right from the start. And uh, as you said rightly, so we pay attention to affordability. So cost mm -hmm. is the issue. So you work at global level to reach the scale right away. So you benefit to the end user by bringing a price point, which is as close as possible to what it can afford. So that, that's one big part of the job. Then the other part is to pay attention to the diversity, uh, over would say fragmentation, and, and just respect it and play with it. So this comes along the line of, number one, working with carriers. Mobile carriers have been there for a long time. They understand the end user. They have a great expertise in mobile technology, and it's about them developing this new segment. And, and then there is a retail that usually follows them quite well. Retail is independent from carrier, but there's a lot of synergies and learnings. So that's one. Number two, you work with local uh, government and local, uh, uh, local NGOs or, or, or some partnership like this. So just two examples of this. We work with a company called Robert and John in Nigeria, where they purchased KOS product and put their education application. It's, it's an education platform and they have an app called Roducate and they put it. The, the, the project was sponsored by the state of Lagos and uh, 20,000 devices ended up in the end of, of young user to learn, to just engage on this specific app and access a school while, uh, while not being able to walk to the school in the current condition. The second one is a partnership. We have a company called Just Dig It where in Tanzania, um, below, below me, you see the Tanzania offering from uh, one of our partners, which is Tigo. And in Tanzania, we're working with Just Dig It to bring an offer specialized to farmer. I don't know the farmer in Tanzania, Just Dig It know them. They talk to them, they have people on the ground. So what I do is I talk to Just Dig It and I tell them, let me know the way I should customize the KOS platform to speak the right language, to put the application that makes sense. Do these people need YouTube or do they need an application to learn about farming? Is it interesting for them to access Facebook and why? And, and you find synergy. So it's really the, the balance between getting the scale because it's a scale game. The mobile industry ship on average 2 billion units per year and uh, feature phones still represent 20 to 30% of this volume. So it's, it's a scale on this side and on the same side, putting the resource and pay, paying attention to the market really at local level. 
Thank you, Matthew. So enlarging market of customers always leads to the enlarging market of partners. So Azan, what's your approach to enlarging market for new partners and how do you plan and adjust? How do you guys plan to work uh, with this developing market? Yeah, actually, like I agree, like all of the, the, the talking points here. I just also see Africa market is a huge potential. That's why we are organizing lots of marketing collaboration with our partners as well. I mean, last year we had some events, some educational events with our partner. I mean, our aim is always uh, activate the market. In order to activate it, you need to educate the market. And this is what we do. We have, we have some certification programs for agencies, for example, and we always encourage these agencies who are also dealing with the clients to take the certification program. Also, we have some like uh, network partners. We are always trying to organize, and we are doing it, by the way. We are always trying to organize a, a joint event that people can join and they can ask questions and we can educate them. And yeah, the, right now we have like good presence in the market and we, we are always aiming uh, to educate the market with our sophisticated products as well. Thank you, Ozan. Now, uh, as we always knew, we have to learn from mistakes of others rather than from our mistakes. So my next question is about uh, a company who already been in Africa and failed. So recently we've seen Baskin Roberts and Duncan withdraw from Africa due to poor sales. The failure of these brands shows that Western brands can't expect success if they just uh, copy paste uh, the global brand positioning into these territories. How do you plan to personalize your services in Africa? Yaron? Localization, localization, and again, localization. Africa, um, it's a huge continent, 54 countries, more than 2000 languages, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very complicated market and companies must localize. So Matthew spoke about it and that's uh, actually the products of uh, KUS is all about feature fonts and still in Africa, feature fonts has a very high percentage of users and companies must remember it when they are running their marketing strategy. So SMS and USSD uh, advertising channels are very important in Africa uh, in comparison to other countries that it's uh, a less relevant uh, channel. In terms of localization, consumer reviews and feedbacks must be local. Okay, companies must uh, manage their local communities because Africa community is different than other communities you have in other markets in Europe, in US, and so on. So you must have a local uh, local managers or international managers that are focused to manage the community to give reviews, to, to work with reviews, and to give users a relevant feedback for their uh, African local problems. In terms of uh, other important uh, aspects of localization, we must remember that uh, a data cost in Africa is very expensive. If I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, I just read recently that in Africa, the data cost com in comparison to an average salary is one of the most exp expensive costs in the world, like eight or 10%, it's, it's, it's huge. So uh, app developers or any product developer must remember this and make sure that 
they are adapting their product with a lighter that, uh, uh, to, to be an affordable product for the African uh, world. As well as, you know, the speed of the internet is low. We just spoke about 2G. So a heavy product won't work in Africa. Most of the users won't be relevant. So in terms of different creative strategy, just as an example, for example, test, text and, and, and simple banners opposite to video will be better maybe and more affordable and, and lighter to users um, when you are running your marketing campaign. So that's just a couple uh, points that uh, I believe important for localization. But again, the, the continent is very complicated and uh, you need to define your strategy and make sure you're localizing. Thank you. Thank you, Yaron. Matthew, you already touched this topic, but maybe you have some more techniques uh, about localizing yes. your business in Africa. We would love to hear that. So, look, the, the, um, I, I just, uh, I can exactly uh, agree with what Yaron has been saying. So we are a platform. Our, our, we, we don't see our job to find the answer, but since we are the platform, we can help people understand the end user and we get data analytics and that's help us. The best example I have is uh, Kayads. So any advertising that is done on a, on a KOS-based product goes through our platform on Kayads because the format is different, because we can filter and we can exactly do what Jan was saying, which is you don't display a video to someone who just bought 100 megabytes and the video is gonna consume 20% of his 100 megabytes. He will see an advertising and then he's gonna run out of time to make a call and he doesn't make the relation. What happened is the data upset. It's just, he just did something which he considered was really small and he ran out of his balance and he cannot even make phone calls and he didn't understand the data. So when I talked before about user education, it's not at all about the capacity to use it to understand, actually it's quite the opposite. People grab really, really quickly the potential of internet. You need to, to offer them the opportunity, but they grab it. What they don't understand is the relation between what they do and the data it consumes. And since the data can be sometimes fairly expensive, you have a lot of customers who get surprised. 60% of users in Indonesia are in offline mode all the time. They want to send a WhatsApp, they go back into their setting, they take off the airplane mode, they send the message, they go back because they don't know what's happening in the background. So we, these are the things. We, we don't have a background data consumption. We don't do multitasking. So when an app is not visible, it doesn't consume data. But these are, these are the things to pay attention. Pay attention to the user, pay attention to the capacity to understand quickly and learn. And if there is a, a let me say, a hiccup in the learning curve at local level, you lose the customer for a few time because it costs them money right away. Thank you, Matthew. So let's move to Ozan. Ozan, do, what uh, would you like to add to this uh, topic of localizing your services in this region? I mean, actually, we are in the like the app business, mobile app business. That means like our services are global, actually. But of course, like the customers can be personalized. That means with the help of our dedicated sales managers, dedicated partnerships manager, dedicated like engineers, like the solutions engineers, we are always uh, here to help our clients uh, to make uh, to make them successful. Actually, as I said, I mean our aim firstly is to educate the market for our products because attribution 
business is a complex business actually. That's why we really want them to understand how Adjust is helping them in order to achieve their goals actually. This is always what we are trying and we always start from the basics. We always uh, try to explain them the basics of the attribution. And then uh, there are some products in line, which is like the automate product. Because for example, I mean, let me give you an example. If you're not unsure about what is attribution, uh, you can't understand what protect is or how you're gonna, uh, how protect is going to help you. That's why our aim is always help our clients to understand the benefits of products and then activate the market actually with our marketing collaborations and with our dedicated service as well. Thank you, Azan. Uh, so the next question is going to be about analysis. It's always about analysis when we want to review our res results. So the lack of formal retail distribution infrastructure and marketing support services among other factors means that conventional solutions for market analysis will not work effectively, well, at least as effectively as in other regions. Everything from estimating purchasing power of a market segment to the impact of conventional value propositions will have to be questioned and redeveloped from scratch. So how do you, how do, how are you planning to overcome these obstacles with a different approach to analysis, Yaron? Yeah, so I think that building a strategy with the right preparation that will, what will provide um, product owners to measure and analyze the results during their market uh, acquisition, during their market penetration, um, or just managing their campaigns and their monetization. So first of all, creative strategy, we, we spoke about it briefly before, adapting your creative to the uh, market with the right pictures, with the right photos, and so on. Understanding the market, what is hot now, what are the trends, and implementing it into your creative. Secondly, a content strategy is also very important. Content later on will appear on search engines on Google that is very popular in uh, Africa. And that's the first thing users are doing when they see the, your product, when they're in need of something, they will go into Google in Africa and they will search for something. And you want to make sure your content is appearing there, there and that will support your uh, um, marketing efforts. In Africa, it's also very important to give a, to emphasize and give a maximum value for users. As Matthew spoke before, the data is very limited. The storage on phones is very limited. Thus, for brands, they must emphasize the value for users because otherwise people won't sacrifice their very, very limited storage or, or data plans to download an app, to, to download the product. So they actually sacrifice. They do not have uh, all these hundreds of gigabytes that uh, the developing countries has. And this is why the first thing they must understand is the value of the product. And then simple you know, strategy uh, direction as building the budget, selecting your marketing platform, like Ozan mentioned, that provide you option for automation, that provide you localized a, a support can can connect you to local local partners that already have activity 
and such platforms like adjust have this vision because they see the global picture. That's a very important aspect. And uh, after your activating your strategy, just make sure you have uh, uh, features in place to measure, always measure and adapt the results in order to uh, change the strategy and adapt it to the relevant uh, results. Thank you, Yaron. So let's go to Matthew. Matthew, how do you work out what's your approach to analysis in this region? And is this really a problem for you? Yes and no. So you, you have to, uh, it's, it's hard to know someone who is not connected today in, in our modern world where we all connected and we go on Google for any single question. I don't know how many times I ask a question on Google every day, but it's amazing, right? How do, you do, how do you do to know someone who's living in a place where there's only electricity for two hours a day, which is provided by a solar panel on the roof, which listens to radio and doesn't have a telephone? It's not that you can ask questions. So you rely on questions. So this is a complex part. What, what can be done is, number one, you can follow the classic marketing methodologies. The method doesn't change. You just have to pay attention not to shortcut on the mediums. What I'm saying is, uh, I've, I've, I've made a mistake myself and I've seen many people go into the trap of trying to see a user. So I put you in front of 10 people in Nigeria and it's gonna, you're gonna summarize it to Africa really quickly because you don't, have, you don't know anything else. So you, you have to be careful. You have to respect the information you get and you have to gather a lot of information. This is where I think we, we're bringing uh, something fantastic. First, we bring internet to people who didn't have it before. So that's a clear end user perspective. But on the other side, we help people learn about this user. I can tell you on KOS product, how many time people spend on internet, how many calls they make, the type of information they would be interested in. Not because I'm reading their particular elements, we're doing data analytics as we do and, and we respect GDPR, but we are able to extract directions I can see that people are really interested into offline media playing, music and video. I think there is a huge behavior in Africa of people buying uh, SD cards to, to play movie. And, and most importantly, we have this great partner in India, which is Reliance. And they've made a huge offer, uh, super aggressive in terms of data price point. And we learn a lot from them. In India, people spend more than seven hours on video every month. They, they, don't, they use the, the price of the data is really, really affordable. So they use up to eight gigabytes per month. So, and, and we see the behavior and we see how people engage. And based on this, you learn, and then you can go back to the, let me call it classic marketing. But first, just make sure you don't start with your own understanding. You know, it's, it's a, a lot of people buy a KOS product, not because it's affordable, but because the battery lasts five, last five days. And uh, mm -hmm. I have someone in my team in Cameroon, when you just have electricity two hours a day, that's really important. So you may have a smartphone, but you still need a backup phone. Understood, Matthew, thank you. That's a very interesting approach. Ozan, so what's your approach to analysis and reviewing your results and analytics in this region? Yeah, I mean, actually, like in order to analyze this region, actually this like online articles, online blog posts, online events, as Yaron mentioned, was really helpful actually, because I mean, to be honest, before pandemic, I mean, we were organizing like the physical events, right? Like everybody, like every partner of us. But right now, uh, everything is online. So all the events are online. Uh, we 
uh, increase the number of blog posts that we address to specific regions that really help us to analyze the that really help us to analyze the needs from that specific region. For example, I mean, we are also an analytic company. So we, we know that, for example, how many people join our events, how many people register, how many people uh, be active, or how many people from Africa just like download our report in that region. That really help us to analyze what market needs and how they fit our product actually. Thank you, Azan. So this is going to be our last question for today. And this is good, will go exclusively to Yaron Matthew. So there is another issue I want to close this uh, recording with. More than 90% of retail transactions tend to be in cash. And this impacts everything from purchasing patterns to and buyer, buyer behavior to retail inventory. It implies longer lead times for purchase decision and seasonal variation in consumer demand and choice of payment plans. How are you planning to stay efficient when, as for now, 90% uh, of transaction is still in cash. Yaron? Yeah, so I will split it for two, the answer. First of all, brands must, if it's a, a global brand, they must partner with local digital financial uh, products because as we see, the financial sector in Africa is one of the most active sectors. Uh, first of all, in terms of funds and investments, more than 30% of investment last year were invested into the financial sector in Africa. Secondly, the growth is also double digits. And there is a lot of uh, transactions and solutions that are local for uh, local African users that are popping up in Africa. We work with many of them and they provide more and more users, uh, credit cards, loans, and provide them a digital opportunity to buy products. So that's number one. Number two, it's how you target your audience, okay? So first of all, if you are uh, focusing on app campaigns, so that's already uh, means that you can target uh, the middle class and higher in Africa because people that have smartphones in Africa, people that have smartphones with, uh, with more space, newer smartphones, if you are targeting those people, potentially you are targeting audience that will have the, the opportunity to acquire your product, that they have a digital uh, financial uh, credibility to, to pay with credit cards, they have bank account and so on. So the app direction is definitely a, a very simple and first filter to target a middle class and higher uh, uh, audience in Africa. Also, of course, Android, it's uh, the biggest uh, operating system in Africa. So more than 80, 85%, maybe even more uh, of users are coming from Android. So it's all, always a good opportunity to target this operating system first and you know, learning about performance, as Ozan mentioned, getting, gathering your analytics on Android and then opening additional operating system as iOS, Windows, and so on. Country targeting. So we know that several countries in Africa are going forward faster than other countries. For example, Nigeria, 
Egypt, Kenya, South Africa, uh, Morocco, uh, all these countries are going forward. They have more users that are in the middle class. They have more use, they have more uh, better financial infrastructure and this can attribute to your campaign success. And the last is media targeting. So different media like Snapchat, Yahoo, Verizon, uh, Twitter, all these platforms has, have tens of millions of users in the Africa region. And usually people that you know, know English and people that are more advanced will be uh, uh, available on this platform. So targeting those media on your campaigns will provide you better users that potentially can be relevant for your product and potentially have the financial options to pay you uh, in a digital transaction that is important because if we are speaking about digital marketing, um, working with cash, it's a very problematic. We see this practice in some countries like Russia and India. And in such, you know, if it's already uh, uh, something that's happening, so I guess, you know, connecting your uh, back end um, CRM with a marketing platforms like Adjust, for example, to make sure you are still digitally tracking in real time as much as possible those transactions that can provide the good analytics for your campaign management and your digital uh, marketing. Thank you, Yaron. So, Matthew, what's your approach to overcoming this issue with uh, cash transactions and how, how do you work with this actually right now? I mean, First, there's one thing on the 90% of retail transaction and in cash. Uh, I agree with that, but keep in mind one thing. There's already a big digital money available in Africa and it's called airtime. People send each other airtime, people buy data with airtime, people cash in cash out on airtime. The community of migrants in Europe are sending back home a lot of money with airtime. So there's already quite a few transactions happening and the volume is, is fairly large. So. If, if, you, if you take the classic retail, selling a pair of shoes, getting cash for it, definitely 90% of cash. But if you take the end user perspective, 100% of the user in Africa know how to purchase something online. It's just so far, they just have been purchasing minutes, SMS or data, but this can quickly extend. So we heavily working on it. It's, it's, it's one of our key points of attention. And, and what we see is the pay as you go. So there's, there's already quite a few solutions for pay as you go in Africa, which is uh, you buy a solar panel, it's $150, and then you, you, you cash in 50 cents a day and the machine works or doesn't work based on your payment. So what we've done, because we own the platform, we've developed a, a lock solution so that our partner can implement device financing. So uh, basically, KOS is between a voice and a smartphone product, but we just get to the price point of voice with a lock solution. And because we do it in our technology right on the chipset, we can guarantee the lock. It's a fairly uh, solid solution, which offers the end users the capacity to buy with 50% of cash in the retail and the rest of the 50% becomes digital money because they do it on repayment on a monthly basis. And, and the user are ready to engage. It's just about finding the right balance between number one, a super secure solution and there's not, not a lot on the market. Android has a beautiful one, we have one. Uh, uh, Samsung. There's number one this. Number two, talk to the user on the language they understand. Don't bring them on a credit card bank level where they never had a bank account or a credit card. Talk to them on USSD or probably mobile wallet. You know, the, the WeChat type of example we see in, in, in China where everybody is doing mobile money this way. 
so that, that's 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 the way I see it. Is uh, uh, pay as you go device financing is a way to uh, to work on the digital money a lot, and then the retail can also digitalize. They they're working on Android solutions, so all the salespeople can have an Android based uh, product to um, to offer their customers the ability to play digitally. You, you're not working on a credit card. You're working on NFC. You work on a QR code for customer onboarding, things like that. But it's it's really incoming. I, I do see this as a really really big uh, movement, uh, starting since last year already. Two years ago, slowed a bit last year, but there's definitely a huge development happening in Africa around around this uh, uh, this new market. That's very interesting. Uh, this was very informative. And I actually, I have to Google a few things myself right now because how, how educational it was. I want to thank our guests. Uh, I guess this would be just a just really good educational thing about Africa for our audience and uh, everybody will appreciate this. So I want to thank you, Yaron, Matthew, Ozan. Thank you for being with us. It's thank you for educating us and everybody else would love to hear this. Thank, Thank you, partner. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.